Hello and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Disruption Dialogues, a Markets and Markets podcast series for growth-minded strategy, market intelligence and competitive intelligence professionals. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disruption Dialogues. I'm Pranjal Sharma. I'm an author based in New Delhi, India, and I'm going to be in discussion with Massimo Sanfilippo, Commercial Excellence Vice President at Baker Hughes. Thanks, Massimo, for joining us today. Thank you, Pranjal, for having me. So the topic today is is interesting, which uh, sounds quite broad. Topic is enabling business transformations, but we are going to be looking at what are the various implications across different sectors, but specifically what Massimo and Baker Hughes are doing. So Massimo, let me begin by asking you to share your thoughts when you say enabling business transformations, especially from the perspective of Baker Hughes, how do you interpret it? Sure. Look, it's a very interesting dialogue, guys. Uh, I think this is really a very contemporary topic. I've been in the space of business transformation, if you want, for the past eight years. And I think I, over time, I developed some learnings, which are now uh, trying to apply to the Baker space. In general, I would start, as you said, probably from a broader concept of what we mean by business transformation. And I'll say this, look, in some shape or form, Business transformations are probably impacting all sorts of markets and players. And why do I say that? It's because the need to move to a net zero economy is really reshaping business strategy and positioning across all the industries. This is a common truth. And it's having a big impact on the companies that need to develop roadmaps to reposition their business and, and meet customer, shell orders, employee expectations. Most of these repositioning plans really imply a major shift in the way strategy is executed and enabled. We talk new playgrounds, we talk new customer definitions, uh, new offerings, value propositions. Uh, all these things are highlighting the need to reset the key commercial enablers, I will say even beyond commercial, the business enablers that include organization, processes, technology. So that's why we talk so much business transformation these days. Look, from a concept perspective, I'd probably think that it's an umbrella term for making fundamental changes in how a business and or organization runs. If we go by the book, and I want I don't want to be academic here on this call, but really it's important to reference external sources. I think really we learn that there are different type of transformations. We talk process transformation, digital, organizational, cultural, very important one. All these transformations have a common denominator ultimately. They help organizations compete more effectively, become more efficient, or even make a wholesale strategic pivot. Typically, these transformations are pretty bold, are almost seismic shifts that organizations make to accelerate the change and growth beyond the incremental, typical incremental advancements. So that's a bit the context in my view. Now, the key challenge is uh, taking this as an assumption and accepting the fact that business transformations are common reality. The key question becomes more to me, how we manage that? How do we make it real? How we turn these high level statements into action? And that's where the concept of operating model rewiring comes into the picture in my view. If I wear my energy technology hat as a bigger use employee, and I'm thinking again about the net zero economy, what I think is that what's in front of us is really a wholesale strategic pivot. Uh, it's not like touching one of the elements that I mentioned earlier. It's not just process, it's not just digital, it's not just culture, it's all of these things. You know, as, as you very well said, if you look at it from the energy perspective, people might say, well, it's only about energy, it's only about fuel cost. But once you add the element of sustainability, of climate change and net zero targets, then 
you are effectively talking about an entire transformational change in the organization perhaps the business model perhaps the processes and it is not just in the energy sector it could perhaps be in all sectors uh, in manufacturing to services isn't it what you are referring to 100% aligned i think again i go back to what i said at the very beginning this need to move to net zero economy it's reshaping business strategy across the board it cuts across all industries. This is not just an energy discussion. Of course, I can bring more of an energy angle in this dialogue as an energy technology company employee, but I'll say it goes beyond energy. I think in general, these are, again, seismic moves. The need to reshape roadmaps, it's very visible. And again, it goes into, are there recipes out there? Look, there are probably ingredients more than recipes. That's what I'm sensing. There are some elements that are probably key success factors now it's up to the different companies to combine these ingredients if you want and make up their own recipe that tailors these elements to the specific dynamics of their own playgrounds. So maybe what we can do today, Prajal, is just to kind of jointly discuss about these aspects. And again, keeping in mind that um, there are different perspectives out there and there are people that are saying, uh, look, let's take it one bite at a time. Other companies that take uh, a more bold approach there also there is an element of timing in this conversation while years ago uh, these business transformations were yes there uh it's not the first time we talk these things but were probably digested and managed over time i think the uh recent level of uh, increased level of pressure say for delivering new roadmaps and delivering results in the net zero economy it's kind of pushing for a compressed timeline that's also a new element in the picture so in order to get there, you probably really want to learn from the practices that are available, whether it's academia, whether it's business. I think it's important to stay current because, again, expectations from uh, business leadership here is most likely that we are able, as commercial excellence leaders in this case, really to pick these elements and connect the dots in a way that is meaningful for our own company, our own business. Are there any examples you can share, perhaps uh, from uh, the Baker Hughes perspective? Definitely, yes. I'll say I go back to the fundamental dimensions that we need to reference when it comes to operating model rewarding to execute a business transformation and thinking organizations, for example, that's the first element. A, a fundamental question is uh, now that you need to face probably the different dynamics of well-established playgrounds and new prospects, how do you want to look at that from an organizational perspective? Do you need dedication? or do you rather go with hybrid teams that serve both markets? There are pros and cons on both sides. But again, um, depending on the specifics uh, of the business, you may want to follow one path rather than the other one. At Baker, for example, we decided to go with uh, dedication and we are now uh, reshaping the business, this is public news, around two verticals, uh, oil field services and equipment to serve the oil and gas markets and industrial energy technology to serve uh, energy and industrial markets. The company really took a path around the design principle that dedication matters to best capture the nuances and the dynamics of these two different playgrounds and then serve them accordingly. That's one example. The other one that I'm thinking of is cross-structure governance. Basically, how do you make these um, different entities uh, uh, connect and, and work together? According to your playground, again, you can go with uh, a matrix type of setup where you have a mix of regions and product lines, vertical and horizontal, that kind of work together within a sort of healthy tension. Is this recipe working 
in a non-stable environment? Probably no. Probably there are opportunities to take more one angle rather than the other one. Do we want to be more leveraging the regional footprint element from a proximity perspective and commercial insights perspective and marketing side perspective? Or do we think that based on the where we are in the cycle, our business, technology and domain expertise matters the most. And so you rather take a product line angle. So depending on the path you choose, you may end up having different governance mechanisms. Another element that I would mention is decision-making process and how you allocate capital, for example. In a traditional, well-established playground, your rules for making decisions are completely different compared to emerging spaces. Even the management rhythm is different. When you are in a playground, you know very well and it's kind of stable. You have your annual plan, you run your quarterly reviews. Is that long-term view kind of holding in a space that is very dynamic and pretty complex where you can kind of learn as you go? Probably no. And that's why, again, tailoring those aspects is so critical to best understand these spaces and then kind of deliver value to the different type of customers that you have in those different environments. Even people, uh, the people modeling is a big topic these days. What kind of people do we want to attract? How do we want these people to be paid and incentivized? And what we want them to be accountable for? And also what kind of values need to drive their behaviors. Uh, these are the conversations that are going through these days. And it, I, I'm sure this is really not just a Baker use discussion. These are really broader topics that when I talk to my colleagues in other organizations, they also have these kind of headaches uh, and that they keep them awake at night. And I think, um, again, what we are learning on our side in the Baker space is more that, yes, keeping in mind these different spaces, it's a kind of a key starting point. We don't want to apply a one-size-fits-all type of approach. Again, more our recipe. Can you sure. share some examples or some experience that you have gone through as a leader uh, yourself, Massimo, in terms of when you face a similar situation, what are the kind of questions to be asked? You also have to prepare the organization for the change. Give us some uh, stories about how you have dealt with this. Look, there are different type of examples. I'm thinking something that it's top of my mind uh, these days, like how do you engage and you motivate your citizen commercial organizations in new spaces compared to the traditional ones? I think I go back probably to the people element, which is very, very critical. I think there is the need to tailor the incentive mechanisms, for example. I can see the opportunity to better differentiate incentive schemes for uh, the well-established playgrounds where probably more matters to you as, as a business is ensuring you have profitable growth where quote achievements, uh, margin, cash are common elements and you want to drive a culture of performance excellence. So you probably want to set your thresholds accordingly, ensure that the plan is challenging yet doable. When you look at the new spaces, I think what matters here is probably more rewarding market references, rewarding first time ever type of deals. So focus here is probably less around the cash collection is probably less around the profitability bus, but, but what you're rewarding more here is probably creative element of coming up with new commercial formulas to shape deals that are first time ever type of deals. So these mechanisms, mechanisms are completely different and um, it takes time to, first of all, digest what different playground means and then bring on board leadership, employees in the field, 
to explain why you're taking such a differentiated and tailored approach. But I can give you even other examples that go beyond the aspects of people. To me, the aspects of deal structuring are very critical. We hear more and more about the need to move from an OEM-like type of approach, original equipment manufacturer, into more energy as a service. This is a big topic again these days. Now, it turns into the need to uh, reshape the way you look at your deal structure. Most likely, you will think of balance sheet uh, deal structures, long-term pay-for-performance agreements, uh, risk transfer agreements. These are things that are becoming more and more common that, of course, require that you rethink your commercial risk triggers. You need to rethink the way you build contingencies and the way you price. And you probably need to assess whether your decision makers that you have today are the right ones or you want to bring that level of decision making to a different um, um, setup in the, in the organization. So these are the real life examples that I can bring here because sure. it, we are facing these challenges like daily on a daily right, basis. Right. So, Majibo, finally, you know, one, one theme is about technology. Now, what is the role, especially from your sector, what is the role that technology is playing in enabling or improving this business transformation? How is technology making it easier? Because when you talk about uh, a shift, sometimes the shift is painful. Business transformation is not always easy. How is technology making a difference to make the business transformation easier and more efficient. Look, I think um, I start from the fact that even more these days, there is no one place to go to solve for complex issues. It's probably more the result of contribution from multiple sources. And in order to enable contribution from multiple sources, you need platforms. You need elements that connect the dots and the sources of information. So technology plays that critical role in my view of really being this element of connection that helps us really bring in one picture, multiple pieces of information that are spread across the organization, internally, externally, I'll add. It's not just an internal discussion. So technology is definitely the foundational element, if you want, in this transition. And I learned that Back in my days when, in 2016, the legacy General Electric Oil and Gas Business Division had to transform the commercial function really to enable this digital approach to the way we address our sales process. The big game changer at that time was really the element of bringing all the different product lines and commercial teams into one digital platform, one CRM that really would portray a comprehensive view of, of the business and it would ensure data visibility and transparency. So it's really the starting point. I would also add that you can really build on this foundational layer of technology by adding enhanced analytics on top, because not only you need the different pieces of information to be connected, but you need to generate insights. And there is quite a wide array of technologies today available to make something out of these different data points. Because we have tons of data. I think the trick here is more like what kind of lenses you need to wear to make something out of that. And technology really can play a big role. Perfect. Thank you, Masuma. I think there is so much more to discuss over here, but you know, we will have to come back for another conversation perhaps. But clearly, business transformation is cutting across industry and your experience in the oil industry, but also interpreting it from an energy perspective. If nothing else, both technology and net zero targets and climate change targets will ensure that business transformations 
have a focus and a direction. So thank you for joining us today, Masimo. Thank you so much for having me, Prashant. And thank you to everybody for listening in. I was in conversation with Massimo Sanfilippo, Commercial Excellence Vice President at Baker Hughes. And we hope to come back with more such interesting conversations on disruption dialogues in the coming days. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Disruption Dialogues. If you are a strategy or market intelligence professional, we invite you to join our community on LinkedIn, Hashtag Disruption Dialogues.